how annoying the world would be if we all liked the same shit, read the same books, listened to the same podcasts and dressed the same boring as fuck. <laughs> Life is supposed to have all kinds of ideas and styles and opinions and thoughts and expressions. And if you don't like something, baby, just change the channel. I do it almost daily. <laughs> this is a Soul Fire production. You're listening to episode 92 of the Yes And podcast. I'm your host, Judy Holler, a keynote speaker, best-selling author, and the founder and creator of the House of And, an improv-inspired lifestyle brand on a mission to show you what's possible when you're brave enough to open new fucking doors. And today, <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to share something with you. I've never talked about before, um, certainly publicly, and I'm going to open a vulnerable door. And I know that in sharing this part of myself and my story with you, it may, no shit, it will <laughs> help you too. So buckle up, babe, and welcome back or welcome to the show. I'm so damn glad you're here. By the way, this episode is brought to you by Advocare, a wellness company on a mission to support your health needs with high vibe tools, resources, and products. Now, more on my fave products later, but after you listen, head to the show notes and learn more. Oh, and get discounts because you listen. Okay, today it's me and you, and I want to have a conversation with you about cancel culture and the courage it takes to be yourself despite living in a world telling you to play it safe because you may offend someone, despite fear, despite losing followers, <laughs> fuck, despite losing business. And I wanted to have this conversation with you because I've been so fucking scared and in my head, and I even had to get in full transparency back on a low dose antidepressant because it's affected me so much, right? I've even hired an energy healer to work on clearing some of these blocks and I'm doing some therapy to help me work through my shit on this. But here's my truth my truth. Since COVID hit, uh, since the world fell apart, uh, since my entire business, like a lot of you, hit a brick wall and I lost my income overnight, since the racial tension, since cancel culture, and frankly, even the whole Rachel Hollis scandal. And if you don't know who Rachel Hollis is and you have no idea what that scandal is about, Google it, you'll figure it out. But I've been fucking terrified, right? Terrified to take a stand, terrified to say or post anything that could put me out of business, terrified to have an opinion, terrified of hate, terrified of shame, the shame trolls coming to attack me over my book title, just fucking terrified. <laughs> so what has that done? Yo, it's made me frozen. I've been living in this like weird limbo of existing rather than being in creating safe content instead of pushing the edge and rattling the cage and having safe conversations instead of taking a stand and asking and saying what I want and holding back versus showing up and looking around at what everybody else is doing instead of trusting my fucking self in hiding 
a bit more than I normally do instead of being who I really am in procrastinating on projects instead of following through on ideas and programs that would rock this fucking world. I've been waiting, stalling, overthinking, uh, making excuses, feeling like an imposter and truly making emotional decisions instead of brave ones. Fuck, I, I cannot even believe I'm about to say it but I've let fear take the wheel. And this goes against the essence of what I stand for, of what a fear boss believes. This is not a yes and mindset. This is fear and fear alone. And I am so over it. (laughs) I am so fucking sick of it. So I am gonna set myself free by taking a stand for myself because I deserve better, because I'm worthy, because I'm ready, because I'm sick of my own bullshit and because of you, for you. I take great pride in my responsibility as a fear leader, if you will, as the creator of a community that is on a mission to smash comfort zones in order to get more freedom. And I know in my bones that like you are to your circle and your community who's watching you too, by the way, that I'm a fear role model to you, for you. And I take great pride in my role to light the way to a better life by sharing my stories, my courage, my confidence, and my truth. Now, disclaimer, this does not mean (laughs) that uh, moving forward, I have any intention to get all political or bring that kind of shit or those kind of vibes into my regularly scheduled programming. I am by no means an expert there, nor do I ever want to make my platform that kind of place to be. Um, There's enough of that. You can go find those places if that's the information you're looking for. Uh, But it does mean that moving forward, episode 92 and beyond, uh, I'm going to speak up more. You're going to see it on my social. You're going to see it in my newsletter. Uh, If you're not on my newsletter, click in the show notes, get on that list. Um, Shit, I have uh, fantasies all the time about just leaving Instagram for a while. So if you want to stay connected to the work and the conversation, make sure you're on my list. Who knows what'll happen there? But it, you know, listen, from this, this day forward, I'm going to speak up more. I'm going to tell you my shit. I'm going to open up more. I'm going to walk you into what I'm going through mentally. So maybe it'll light a flame in you. And that doesn't mean I haven't been doing that. Uh, but I think I've been censoring myself out of fear. And so I hope that maybe in me opening up and sharing my truths, just Judy Holler here and my truths, maybe you'll see yourself in me. And my deepest desire is that in my stories and in my truths uh, and by sharing my fears uh, that I remind you, you're not alone. We're all walking through hard stuff. We're all trying to do our best. We are all human. We are all flawed. Um, And we are all just trying to live a life that makes us happy. And what I can tell you is not making me happy, uh, it's hiding, hiding from you, hiding from what I'm really thinking, hiding what I'm really going through and fuck, hiding from myself, I'm over it. So let's go there because I know I'm 
I'm feeling this. And if I'm feeling this, I know some of you are feeling this in your own ways too. So let's have a conversation (laughs) about cancel culture, my truth about it, my personal opinion about it, how I'm working with it and through it. And this paralyzing fear most of us have these days to really be ourselves, to light a room up, to say what we feel and to be who we are because we fear will be air quotes here, canceled. Example, Uh, let's just start here with the whole Rachel Hollis scandal. Okay, a quick pause right here to shout out our review of the week, our podcast review of the week, who this week is Mommin Ain't Easy. I love that, by the way. Mommin Ain't Easy. Mommin Ain't Easy. Thank you for your awesome review. It was so sweet, so awesome. Yet, It only has one star. So that was probably a typo. So if you're listening, mama ain't easy. Go fix those stars, babe. (laughs) And DM me on Instagram or email me at hello at judyholler.com to claim your prize. And if you want to be our next listener of the week, all you got to do is leave a quick review on iTunes and you'll get a special surprise from me. Okay, it was everywhere. And I think any woman in personal development who is online could not help but watch that train slowly wreck itself. And I mean, in a matter of months, you watch uh, one woman uh, bring down her entire empire by losing trust with the community she built and revealing something so very inauthentic to what so many of us bought into for years, this notion of relatability, right? Now, this is not an episode about that. And while I have no desire to pile on here or make this a negative conversation, uh, because I believe people can can rise up and change and that when you know better, you do better. Thank you. I think that's a Maya Angelou or an Oprah quote. Either way, hat nod to whoever initially said that. But I do believe that when you know better, you do better. But I did learn a couple of things sitting back and watching that over the last year. Uh, Number one, you never, air quotes, own your community. And the second you think you do, you are moving into a really dangerous place. Number two, lies (laughs) will always catch up to you. The only way to really win in life and in business is to just be fucking honest, own it. We've all done shit. We've all fucked up. We've all made mistakes. We've all lied. Uh, I went through a period in my life in my 20s where I was just a fucking expert white liar. Um, I went a, I went through a period in my, my teens, early 20s, where I was an expert fucking shoplifter. Uh, you know, fuck. I mean, we've all grown up and made decisions and and fucked up and gotten it right and fucked up again and learned again. But lies will always catch up to you, right? So we have to stand in our truth. Number three, if you are pissed off, whether it's warranted or not, (laughs) beware taking it to social. Give yourself time and space to process. I posted a video actually uh, today. So when you're listening to this, go to my Instagram and look for the video of Drake. He talks about Drake, the rapper. He talks about his mom's best piece of advice for him. It was this 72 hour rule. Like, you know, if something fucking really bad happens, go to bed and wake up. You're going to be upset. 
go to bed again. You're going to wake up. You're still going to kind of be upset, but it's not going to be as bad. Go to bed again. Third day, 72 hours. You're going to wake up and it's not going to be as bad. And by then someone will have fucked up worse or done something to get the attention off of you. But it also gives you this 72 hours of space to really uh, process before you react and, and respond. And Drake has said that that has been a game changer for him. He won't go to social. He won't make any brash comments on anything because he just gives himself time and space to process. So honor the 72 hour rule with an email, with a troll, with a, you know, a a comment that just fucking pisses you off. Give yourself time and space in your business uh, interactions and in your relationship, because um, boy, we want to work on responding instead of reacting. And that is a dangerous place to be in the reactions. And listen, I'm talking to myself here as part Italian. Yo, I'm fiery. So the 72 hour rule is always a good, good rule of thumb. Number four, trust is built in drops. Oh, it takes forever to build trust with someone, right? We work so hard and we, you know, one day at a time, one hour at a time, one email at a time, whether it's a personal relationship or a business relationship, it's built in those drops, those small raindrops, but it's lost in fucking buckets. You can lose trust in a second. So never forget that. And number five, last but not least, you've got to own it, right? Acting like it didn't happen is some bullshit and blaming others for mistakes or missteps is never a good look. Own it. So Rachel Hollis aside, I bring that up so that we can learn from that mess. We can turn that mess into magic and apply its lessons to what we're out there creating for ourselves. I actually just listened to, well, I re-listened to it so I could share the sound bites uh, here on this uh, podcast episode with you. But there's a podcast called Smartless that I am obsessed with, by the way. It's so much fun. I have binged every episode and it is with Jason Bateman, uh, Will Arnett, and Sean Hayes. They're the three hosts. So much fun. And they interview all kinds of people from astronomers to celebrity chefs to massive celebrities like Tina Fey and Will Ferrell and uh, Robert Downey Jr. And there was one specific episode with Ricky Gervais. I don't know, early on, like in the middle of the pandemic, when everything was happening, they started this podcast smart list. We'll link up at the show notes during the pandemic, right? Just to have a creative outlet and they couldn't leave their freaking houses. I mean, mansions. So they started a podcast. It's fucking great. You, you will love it. It's, it is my obsession. So there was an episode with Ricky Gervais early, early, early on, and they started talking about cancel culture and comedy and stand up these days and how it's got to be terrifying to be a comedian in the world of cancel culture. And this conversation just started happening around saying the wrong thing and getting canceled. And Ricky Gervais said a couple of things, and obviously it was a collaborative conversation, but he said a couple of things that I have to share with you that I think are, are really great. So number one, you know, they were talking about, you know, as you think about creating and writing and anything you say uh, online or on stage or in a talk or in your book, I mean, shit. You don't know what the world's going to be like in 10 years time. So I could say something today that is totally normal, uh, but in 10 years, it becomes completely uh, offensive. And so I think we have to always be listening and always be learning and just not allowing that fear 
of trying to predict the future stop you from trying to create what feels right in the moment. So I loved that conversation. The other thing I loved, so Ricky Gervais said this about cancel culture. He goes, the big misunderstanding about cancel culture is that some people, and he was referencing like writers, comedians, actors, think that you could you can say anything. You should be able to say anything without anybody getting pissed off, without consequences. And he's like, that's not really true. People are allowed to not like you, to not buy your things, to not go to your shows, to turn the TV off, to fucking burn your DVDs. Now, if you break the law, um, yeah, it makes sense, right? That, you know, you do some fucking shady shit. Yeah, you just canceled yourself, right? Um, but what we're not allowed to do is bully other people into not going to see you or buy your things. Like we need to allow people to have their own opinions about other people and what they like, see, read and watch. Okay, so a quick pause here to tell you about uh, a product that my husband has been using that if you too suffer from bad knees achy joints, inflammation, cartilage issues, you're going to dig this. By the way, speaking of Scott, um, a lot of you have been saying I should do a podcast episode with him. What do you think about that? Send me a note, by the way. Um, that could be fun. But let me tell you, one of the things he's been using from Advocare lately is this joint pro motion. So what it does is it helps you lubricate your joints and your cartilage. So he's had like massive knee issues from being an athlete. And honestly, he got injured in his early thirties at a skiing incident. It has never been the same. And so he had, has had two knee surgeries now. And finally Christmas Eve, uh, this past Christmas, he had like a full knee replacement. So it's that like bone on bone, right? Where his cartilage was just shredded. So to protect his non-surgery knee, he's been using this like joint pro motion vibe. And and enjoying it. So I thought I'd share uh, that with you in case maybe you struggle with some cartilage issues and need to lubricate your mobility as well. Advocare is a podcast sponsor. We love them. So this means because you listen, you get discounts. So if you're interested, don't pay full price. Head on over to the show notes and learn a little bit more about Advocare joint promotion and more. The other conversation that came up uh, that I really appreciated was, you know, they were talking about how fast everything is. Like back in the old days, if you were upset about something, you'd take like a pen and a paper and write like, dear BBC, dear NBC, and it would get mailed. And by the time the letter got there, they were like, what the fuck, you know, and people had no energy for it. Now you literally are pissed off. You write a tweet and it's on the morning news tomorrow. So it's like fucking road rage right out there. Everything's moving at the speed of light. And now everyone has access to a microphone and it's kind of all at the same volume. An idiot can stand next to a genius on Twitter and it all looks the same. And then the, so I thought that was, I thought that was really enlightening. You know, we, we have to be really careful about the opinions we take on and the ones that we don't. And I think this all comes back to censoring what's coming in. Right. Um, and then last, and this is it, this is it for me. Like, this is what helps me on so many levels. And I loved to have it re reaffirmed by this group on SmartList. So they said this, and I loved it. Just because you are offended, it doesn't mean 
you are right. Just because you are offended by something, it doesn't mean you're right. And now a days people are even offended by facts. We're taking facts personally. So as we think about taking those ideas and some of the truths I learned from the whole Rachel Hollis scandal, let me share with you how this applies to me and what I'm working through in my own mind and in my own business and in my own life. Let's take my book. My book, my first book is called Fear is My Homeboy, How to Boss Up, Slay Doubt, and Succeed on Your Own Terms. Link in the show notes to learn more and read it if you haven't. It's also on Audible, babe, and it's a fucking vibe, but okay, I digress. If you think that I have not gotten shit over the title of my book, (laughs) Well, surprise, I have by women, no men, by the way, women of color, women not of color, who have been offended by my book title. Let me just give you a little scroll. And this is something I never do. Like I never read um, feedback or comments or reviews. The only reviews I really spin through are the podcast reviews. And they are a fucking certified vibe uh, because I get to pick out the review of the week. But yo, this stuff, I am pretty protected from this. Um, But I'm just going to read to you. My book had come out. Um, It had been out not even a year. This is in the first six months of my book. And these are just some of the, the comments I got on social media. The fact that a white lady wrote this is crazy. Don't bullshit yourself. Mel Robbins doesn't know who you are. You're a joke. Do you realize how incredibly offensive your book title is? Why would you think this is okay? (laughs) Ha ha ha, Judy, Judy, Judy. Fear is my homeboy. Are you thick? Are you not paying attention? Yikes. This book is trash. You are racist. Your book title is racist. Hard pass on this book because of the title, but maybe it wasn't meant for people who look like me anyway. You are monopolizing black culture. Who let a white woman publish a book like this? And y'all, shit, I'm lucky that my following is small ish. And I have so much love in this community. And our community is made up of so many colors and shapes and sizes. And, you know, um, I work so hard on myself mentally so that I can handle the stuff that's going to come in. Um, But yo, when those, those initial uh, reactions to my book, um, which was so focused. It's kind of ironic, right? Don't judge a book by its cover. And here I am, nobody's read a page um, and being completely judged by the cover of my book, um, you know, whatever. So it sent me into a tailspin of panic. Certainly at the beginning, I felt shame and fear and anger and sadness and pain. And then everything happened in the world. My book had been out a year. It was like the year anniversary of my book. And that's when the world, so my book came out in 2019, 2020 was its one year anniversary. Uh, So that was when everything was happening and George Floyd and all the the fucking insane things that started happening in the world, these insanely sad um, things started happening in the world. And I just, I think my anxiety 
heightened even more so. Um, so much fear, anger, sadness, pain, panic. And, you know, I started to go into these like shame spirals because I was being shamed, right? So, um, you know, if you've read my book, you know, it's, it's a book about love. It's about having the courage to be yourself in a world that tries to tell you different. And the title of my book could not be more authentic uh, to who I am and how I roll into where I came from. And when I chose the title, which came to me, by the way, in the most magically divine way, I remember the day like it was yesterday. I remember the wave of emotion that came over my body. I mean, I knew in every core of my bones, <laughs> like in every, in the essence of who I am, that it was right, despite people who love me very much, by the way, telling me not to do it, that it was dangerous. Um, but I did it anyway. Uh, I listened to her, myself, that deep inner knowing that has always presented me with the best gifts imaginable. And it blew up. When I wrote that book, I had like, it came out in May of 2019. I had like 2000 followers on Instagram. Um, I had never written a book. I wasn't unknown. I worked with a hybrid publisher and put that baby out on my own terms. Within a week of being published, it was an Amazon bestseller. It's sold thousands and thousands and thousands of copies were being translated into two language. It's in airports around the country. It has almost, uh, if not over by now, uh, 2,000 positive reviews on Amazon. It was turned into a keynote that I give on stages to thousands all across the country into badass companies who kick ass. Mel Robbins endorsed the book and is on our cover. Jen Sincero told me the name was so good. She may steal it. Listen to episode 88 if you want that full scoop because I got to meet her and have breakfast. With it. it was so cool. Um, but yet I still got and get shit for the title of my book. But yo, if I had named that book, Fear Is My Friend, and played it safe, would it have hit? Maybe. But would it have been me? Hell fucking no. And guess what? People would have still hated it. They would have still given me shit. They'd still talk shit about me and my work. I even had a book agent tell me last May, when the racial tension was at its highest, that I should change my book title immediately if I ever wanted to be taken seriously or work again as an author. <laughs> like no one would publish me with a book title like that. And uh, fuck, that sent me into like three days of like not being able to get out of bed. Uh, but let's just say, fuck that noise. Her and I won't be working together. And that is some fear-based bullshit. I am proud of my book. I am proud of the title. I am proud of the love behind that title, which we'll talk about. I am proud of the ideas inside the book because I know they are changing the lives of thousands of men and women of all shapes, sizes, and colors, by the way, to change their lives by stepping into their truth because you tell me so. And this community is diverse. Shit, if I changed my book title, which I very seriously considered for a while because I had a lot of people scaring me, right? Like that book agent. But yo, think about it. If I changed my book title, that would be the most unfear boss 
inauthentic thing I could do. It would 100% be a decision made out of fear. It would be a decision for someone else who would really never like me anyway. And it would be going against every single thing I teach in my work and in my book. Yo, it's not easy to put a stake in the ground to be authentically you, to be vulnerable, but it's required if you really want to crack open new doors and live with deep intention. So let me share three things that are helping me navigate uh, the fear I have around my book title, people not getting it, but most importantly, putting yourself out there so that maybe you can use these learnings and lessons to help you navigate something you're afraid to do for yourself. Number one, and this is important, it is always about the intent. This is how I sleep at night. If your intent with anything you create or anything you do is to start shit, then you kind of deserve to get shit. But if your intent is to give with love, then you have to stand on that. And that's what you have to have a dialogue around. So example, Fierce My Homeboy as a book title is a playful pop culture way for me to express how I've always viewed my fear. That it is my friend, that we are like OGs, that we're ride or die. Plus I am a 90s kid who grew up in a very diverse area in St. Louis and homeboy was like our favorite term of endearment. Like it was a term we used for all things we loved. It's never been a derogatory term for me. It's a word I love. And I don't have to be ashamed of that or afraid of that. When you lead and create with love, lean into that. What is the intent? The intent behind that word is love, right? It is a term of endearment. So if anyone comes at me about my title, usually I, I don't negotiate with terrorists. I don't say anything really. If it's not positive, I, I block and bless. Um, but, but my response is that it's a book about love and the courage to be yourself despite the chance that others may not get it. So that's number one, be mindful of the intent. Number two, listen, we are always borrowing from the universe, especially as a creative. And honestly, like if you are breathing oxygen, you are creative. <laughs> You're creating teenagers dealing with kids. I mean, my God, you have to get creative every day. Uh, we've all at some point had to homeschool our kids throughout the pandemic. That yo is a major creative undertaking. Cooking, anytime you make something for dinner, maybe you create there and throw in a spice here or try this there. Uh, getting dressed every day, that is a, a creative experience. So we're always borrowing. Fuck, it's our job not to copy, but to be inspired. For example, I'm, I'm inspired by jazz music. Oh my God, I love jazz music. I write to jazz, graffiti, music, tap dancers, hip hop, fashion, travel, art, and so much more. And I'm always going to be. And of course, this is going to be infused into my work because all the shit I look at on the regular inspires my perspective and my life and the conversations I want to have with you. And the same goes for you. Think of the way you talk and dress and decorate and the, the, the purchases you make and the things you vibe with. Yo, it's borrowed from the places you go do read, see, and experience as it fucking should be. The last time I checked, it is not a crime. Copying is a crime. Being inspired by the universe, other people, places, races, things, cultures, music, cities, countries, that is not a fucking crime. So keep looking around, keep leaning into what lights you up, keep creating. 
Next, listen. I am and always will be a forever student. It's like my favorite job. And sometimes I'm going to get it wrong. And sometimes I'm going to get it right. And sometimes I'll let people down and sometimes I'll lift them up. You have an opinion and I have an opinion and it doesn't mean either of us are right. And remember, just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. I mean, think think of how annoying the world would be if we all liked the same shit, read the same books, listened to the same podcasts and dressed the same boring as fuck. <laughs> Life is supposed to have all kinds of ideas and styles and opinions and thoughts and expressions. And if you don't like something, baby, just change the channel. I do it almost daily. <laughs> I don't spend my time fucking slicing people off at the knees and shaming people and fucking blasting them online. I just change the channel. And so should you. You have every right to be who you are, like what you like, and express yourself the way it feels the most authentic to you. Last but not least, pray. Pray for peace in the world and internally. Pray for confidence. Pray for the strength to feel safe being seen and being yourself. I have four mantras that I want to leave you with that I am repeating in my I am power statements. We have a planner. It's called the Vibe and Thrive Planner. I'll link up in the show notes. And a part of our daily practice there is to write every morning 10 I am power statements to really get us into the space of who we want to be and to remind ourselves that we are worthy of our wildest dreams. And so moving through the anxiety, I feel as a public facing uh, entrepreneur and business owner and creator, these are these are statements that I've been saying, and I, I want to share them with you, but I'd also love for you to borrow them if you too need them. Repeat after me to yourself. I am safe to be seen. I am safe to create the things I want. I am safe to be myself. I only attract loving things. I am love. Okay. So it's out there. I did it. (laughs) I just talked about it. I'm sweating. Uh, I'm shaking a little, but I'm so happy to have shared this with you. So talk to me, you know, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid to create? What are you afraid to do? Who are you afraid to become? What are you afraid to launch? Because you are so afraid of what other people are going to think. You are are so afraid of being shamed or canceled. You listen, send me a DM privately, if you'd like on, on Instagram and talk to me about what you're walking through. Let me know how this episode landed. You know, what was your biggest takeaway? And, you know, how do you feel about me rattling the cage a little bit more on my platform and in my social? And more importantly, send me a DM um, on Instagram and talk to me about 
how you'd like me to rattle the cage next on these solo episodes when it's me and you 20, 30 minutes to just catch a vibe together. Like, what do you want me to fucking talk to you about? What do you want me to share my opinion on? Uh, what are you curious about? Like, what do you want me <laughs> to talk about? Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, also, you know, my goodness, um, you can always send an email if Instagram isn't your thing and you're taking a little detox. Uh, we've got Sober October going on. So many of you in our community are detoxing from alcohol and shopping and social media and gossip and all kinds of stuff. So uh, email us anytime at hello at judyholler.com. Talk to Amanda and I, share your show ideas, feedback and inspo. And sincerely, you know, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for reviewing. And just thank you for your, thank you for your fucking love. You know, um, you're such a joy and I'm so proud of you. I love seeing your stories. I love watching you be brave because it makes me want to be brave. And I can't wait to, to see what you thought about this episode. Uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>